Hey podcast, welcome to yet another episode of the first X Minutes podcast. You're going to hear a lot of the first X Minutes podcast in this episode. No thanks to the mini advertisement that my friend, yes, this podcast feature or guest, uh, not artist, guest um, analyst um, um, was giving on the podcast. Um, his name is Victor um, and um, on Twitter, um, Victor Makefa, and he goes on and on to talk about how about Arsenal, about Sheffield United, and of course about um, Bruno Fernandes or Penandes, if you're a Bruno Fernandes hater. You know how, you know, it's that time of the year, um, remember the first line of that song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, well, maybe for other people who are not footballers, but as it stands for footballers, especially if they, they are playing their trade in the Premier League, there's a whole lot of football to be played. There's a whole lot of pre-match, post-match conferences for managers and coaches to attend. And for sides um, lying at the bottom of the log, like an anchor doors at the bottom of the ocean, there's a whole lot of pondering to be done and for podcasters or content creators like me um, content can quickly quickly get very very obsolete um, so if you see this uh, if you're hearing this and um, by the by the time you're hearing this um, a whole lot of what we said on this podcast has changed uh, that's not to um, undermine whatever content that we have produced I mean it's just that time of the year where things move so fast very fast especially in the world of football and things change quickly well I won't be doing a whole lot of analyzing I mean my friend Victor is on for you guys today on this episode of the podcast like, like I mentioned earlier he'll be talking to you about Arsenal's systematic or systemic problems and of course um the one major reason the one major reason why every time manchester united plays bruno fernandez or should i say shortly after manchester united plays bruno fernandez is always trending and is always in conversations on select social media platforms across the globe remember if you've listened if you finished listening to this episode of the podcast or you've listened thus far please endeavor to leave a rating wherever you get your podcast um episode from i will now leave you in the hands able hands of my friends over to you victor It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hello, amazing people. Now, this is the voice of Victor Makefa. Victor Makefa is a disc jockey, also an OAP. And of course, uh, uh, Victor Makefa is the host of the Blazon podcast. You can go ahead and look for that anywhere uh, you get to listen to podcasts. Okay, now to the business matter of the day, I think. First of, I'm very glad to be back on the first X Minutes podcast. Papi has been one of the greatest. <laughs> God is the greatest here. Now, I think one trending topic that needs to be actually talked about is the one between Bruno Fernandes and Kevin De Bruyne. A lot of people have brought these two names together, starting some comparisons, and I don't think we should be comparing both of them at this point. I mean they have what they had to the game they have their individual spices that they bring to the premier league and as it stands right now yes 
it is somehow skewed it's not really balanced for me now ever since bruno fernandez came i think let's look at this angle now if you are using this metric of ever since bruno fernandez did come to the premier league with manchester united that was in january of this year the better midfielder between himself and kevin de bruyne has to be bruno fernandez no two ways about it now there are some things i want us to understand he joined a manchester united that was blowing hot and cold that was being managed by someone that a lot of people have put doubts on his managerial ability in the only going of six year then you look at the manchester united side too many times you have complained of these players not being consistent enough and now you look at the timing of this guy coming the coronavirus pandemic the return to football in the pl and of course what they were still able to run when we return to football and this season with bruno fernandez in the team you also look at his impact when he's in the team when he's not in the team when he comes on and how the team looks like the play of course i'm not saying he's the best footballer but the truth is bruno fernandez is a numbers guy he creates the impact he knows what he's doing to influence the game he knows what he brings to the game he has his own attitude and that is something that manchester united fans will always scream now as for people who are talking about some of those things and saying but he doesn't do this he doesn't do that well you have to look at what he does first off he doesn't over labor a lot of things yes he misplaces some passes which is natural for many midfielders who are always hungry to press into the final thought it is a normal thing for many of them you get to see that Revenantes actually thrives more on consistently doing the simple things and then pulling some things out of the back pockets just to make sure that there's a goal especially looking at the fact that some of his teammates don't exactly look so hungry for goals like that now you look at what he has done remove the penalties that a lot of people have others mentioned about bruno fernandez now you get to see that he actually has a whole lot of goals also aside the number of penalties that is when you're talking about being a midfielder like for a midfielder he has a, a whole lot of goals in the time he has been at manchester united and you look at his career to eugenese at sporting this bond you look at all these things that put them into perspective now joining the manchester united side that has likes of paul pogba and all that you know in midfield and yet he's still driving scoring goals like that and you know pulling them out of the mud you know a number of times then you have to give him kudos now in the same time frame that he joined kevin de bruyne has been blighted with injury he has not exactly been the kevin de bruyne that we have seen from way before now it's not the same this year that's the truth that's actually true so in the given time frame i think I'll give the nod actually to Bruno Fernandes ahead of a Kevin De Bruyne at this point in time because Manchester City side you get to see that yes they have not been scoring as much as although in the last couple of games it has changed but you know overall this season they have not scored as much as you would expect a Manchester City side to score and Kevin De Bruyne uh, has not really been I don't know how to put it but he's not really been that man that we used to know he's not been that wizard he's been on a you know more subdued note and then you look at Bruno Fernandes also uh 
you have to also say sometimes the passes he give the things he does uh, he could have gotten more assists and all of that if not for uh, you know some of the teammates that he has up front now uh whatever it takes i just know that in the given time frame up until this moment you know that i'm talking about bruno fernandez has been the better midfielder between himself and kevin de Bruyne, and that is the absolute fact so for those who want to understand why he keeps trending aside the normal shout that hey it's my you fans and all of that some rival fans have also taken him in why because of the fpl you can't remove that one a lot of people have him on their fantasy and they will keep talking about him they will keep adding him and they will keep coming on social media to say thank you bruno for giving me this point because why he's a numbers guy that's the absolute truth and then there's also the others who keep him trending why do i say this this ones this set of people would readily come out and say what is bruno doing who is himself he's not better than this one or better than that one but the truth is he is a numbers guy and whether they like it or not whether they call him stats padding or not whether they call him all names a penalty merchant and all of that Fernandez, what have you all the names immediately you do that and you say all that he goes out there and is trending on social media all over social media and that is why the noise will continuously be making the rounds because of the differences that people you know actually think about it's just like uh talking about someone like a frank lampard you know a lot of people never thought that frank lampard had other things to his game aside the goals that he scored for chelsea and if it's so if you had this hype of uh, social media at that time i think frank lampard would have actually been one of the most trending names on social media um well that's that for me bruno fernandez takes it okay now let's talk about um arsenal i don't know <laughs> it looks like a very very convenient time to you know pick on them or shame them or do all that but i think the problem is is more than just players or just the gaffer or just the board or anything i think there's there's a systemic problem for arsenal and they have not actually found a way of you know attacking the root cause of all these things now they might hold discussions they might talk about different things but the attitude on the pitch sometimes is different it's way way different and i don't think they are of uh, you know as poor quality as what they are performing at so it looks like psychologically they are not there yet yes they are buoyed by so many things but you know given the way the squad play i was expecting that first off a Mikel Ateta would actually not be as conservative as he has been trying to play in so many games. I felt like it was it was caging and you know putting something in the mind of many of those players that were in the squad. Many of them want to move forward, they want to do something. Yes, agreed, in some games they might not be able to do some things, but I think that they could have actually been more flexible with the formations that they have been pulling out. They could have actually played in better ways. And I don't think, I don't agree with Mikel Aneta when he said he needs so, so, so more players to pull off a 4 3 3 and all of that. I feel like maybe he's doing a disservice to the players at the club. Because he actually has enough players that can alter and make different moves happen for them with a lot of different formations that he could set up with. And then there's the issue of uh, some players that did not make 
the squad, the PL squad. I, I mean, how do you explain not having a Mesut Ozil who could actually create a lot of chances? Now, statistics are coming out and we have about 210 chances for them since Ateta took over. That's quite low. That, that's very low. For those who do not really understand that, Leeds United, who just came into the Premier League this season, have created 102 chances before they played against Chelsea. They created 102 chances in just 10 games in the PL. And we could see what they are doing. But Arsenal, 210 in all that time of course it affects the the mentality of the striker no matter how good he is because what strikers strive on what attackers strive on is the more chances they get the more confident they are that okay if i don't bury this one i bury the next one another one will become but when it's few and far between then it gets problematic for whoever the attacker is he does not really know how he can actually fix it because he does not know when the next one will come and then when you start putting in crosses, it looks like you are doing it out of desperation. Not that you planned it, especially seeing that the players are not really getting on the end of it. So there's too many problems compared into one for us now. That right now, I think Ateta should just let's take it simple. Do not overthink it. And you should start actually, I think it's closer to redemption for him. Because he can actually get uh, some players in January. Can work on getting a Mesut Ozil back into the squad. I don't think it's as bad as not having him play a couple of matches in the PL. No, 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 it's not that bad. So he has to actually work on that. And then the attitude, maybe sometimes allow them to express, do some of this team bonding. Um, what's it called? Have some of them talk with each other, do a lot of things. But make sure that there's there's attitude. They are leaders in the squad. Build them, build them. That's what I think would help Arsenal. It's not just about the formation or this one or that one. I think it's a team of the mind. They have to really work on themselves. And, you know, I think they can get better as soon as possible. Well, now to Sheffield United. Ah, <laughs> hey, you know, like, you know, we'd say, yeah, it be teams. Why? Because... You look at Sheffield United, Chris Wider, the boys. What they did last season was quite excellent. But how it's been this season is really worrying. First off, you look at, okay, maybe they miss the services of Dane Anderson. But that's not enough to say they shouldn't be doing some things by themselves. And of course, last season, we knew that their strikers all combined were not the kind that should actually you know be tormenting or tearing defenses apart in the premier league but i think they could have gotten better i thought that they could make do with some reinforcement and i think they got the wrong reinforcement they spent too much time chasing ryan brewster and they got him for that amount i don't know what liverpool actually run you know when they want to let go of some of those players but i think sheffield united could have done way better for themselves i mean they could have just you know put some moves they could have just uh you know done some different things but for now chris wider is getting it all wrong and i don't think that there's salvation around the corner for him because he's, he's looking out of his steps at one point it might come to him getting sacked but then i think their problem started with the issue with uh john lustrum and now we have not seen much from the likes of Fleck. i mean likes of Baldock, um, Basham, 
and you would expect that these guys with the way they started last season they could have been pushing for much better but the stance right now it's not it's not it's not that it's not that for them and i think that it's the end of the road for them in the premier league because they are way too deep they are way too deep right now in the premier league and you know they will still get to lose some games over the course of the season and if they have picked only one point after 11 games ah um, yes we are looking at 38 games but <laughs> the remaining 27 games is not going to be easy for them you can't guarantee that they will win half of those games and when you calculate i mean look at the number of points that they need to actually stay afloat in the premier league and you know you start to wonder if they can actually really do it and i think uh a similar, ca- a similar case was debbie county what season was that i think you know, long ago in the early 2000s when they got relegated and now you can you know, can almost confirm that these guys will be going down the drain so i think chris father should just be ready to pack his bags as early as possible and look for motivation elsewhere because i don't think salvation is around the corner for those guys so mm, yeah thank you very much papi for having me on the first x minutes uh, uh podcast and of course uh, i would appreciate being called another time the handle is at victor makefa on twitter and instagram v-i-c-t-o-r-m-c-e-p-h-a and of course i am the host of the plays on podcast where we talk about basically sports you know and all that mixed with a bit of entertainment so yeah, thank you very much papi first x minutes yeah Keep on listening and uh, keep it locked on. Keep safe out there, guys. Mm-hmm.